Jason, the time is greatly appreciated. Another tough loss for the Auburn Tigers team on Saturday. Following that game against LSU, what was the number one thing that you kept thinking about with this Auburn football team, Jason? Yeah, it's got to be second half. Um, you look at the second half struggles for this team and and the lack of offensive production going back even to last season. Uh, when you start talking about, I think it's eight was eight Power Five games, including in, in Houston, it's twenty one total points at eight games in the second half. Um, it's hard to win uh, when that happens. And you look at Auburn, and um, you know, Auburn's now three and five in their last eight games, and none of those games have been in the state outside the state of Alabama. Um, seven home games in a Birmingham Bowl, and now you start talking about having to to try to figure it out on the road the next two weeks for the first time since South Carolina last year. And so, um, yeah, can you figure out a way to, to to get something going offensively in the second half of games? Um, probably my biggest thing coming out of the GAT game, and then and then really, uh, uh, Robbie Ashford, I, I thought he 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 gave them something on on offense, and you know he gives you. Quite honestly, it gives you the, the Bo Nix opportunity to make some plays because of his legs, to make some things happen in a passing game when a play breaks down. And, and we saw that against LSU on Saturday night, and uh, it's something they, they have an opportunity to build on now. Obviously, I want to get to Robbie Ashford in just a little bit, and the second half has been a big topic of conversation over the last few games for this Auburn football team. Something we've heard frequently here, Jason, from folks calling in and trying to figure out uh, what exactly is going on in the second half. So many people want to know about strength and conditioning and what this football team looks like. I know it's Coach Harson; He brings in Jeff Pittman to run that part of his football team. Where are you on that conversation when folks do want to kind of question what's going on there in the weight room? with this bunch yeah you know I, i'm kind of where i was the last few years people put way too much stock into that okay uh, that was the complaint that with you know gus miles on when they did a lot more conditioning and and now they're doing more strength and now it's i, I think it comes back to two things i think it comes back to, to depth there's not as many good players on this team as 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 you know that help that shows up down the stretch on defense and then the other thing is is that i think it's just a matter of playmakers um the more teams see each other the more it comes down to that guy beating the other guy whether it's playmaker whether it's line of scrimmage and when the other team has as many or more you don't have as many look at what happens second half for lsu was you know they Auburn gave them a couple of things for them to score uh, they didn't do a ton missouri didn't do a ton in the second half you look at the teams that do stuff in the second half alabama georgia the way they do in the fourth quarter because they got more good players than the other teams, and that shows up late in games. And so um, I think it's as, as simple as that. I, I think, you know, that's when you know more about each other. There's less trickery. It's less about scheme and more about just guys making plays. And the longer a game goes on, the more those guys show up. Unfortunately, not enough plays for Auburn this past Saturday, losing to LSU 21-17. Uh, talked about the offensive line as well going into that game. A couple of changes in terms of where guys were starting. How would you assess that play? I, I thought they were better. Um, it's still not a group that I feel like is going to go knock a bunch of people off the ball and go run for 300. But I thought they did a better job of, of solidifying the front and, and, and dealing with some pressure. And, and Robbie Ashford helped some of that. And there's still going to be some of those situations where they get pressure because teams are going to still, I think, force this Auburn team to throw the ball down the field some. But I thought they were better with Brandon Council. I thought it was a step in the right direction there. Um, and now you look and go, um, you know, the move paid off. But 
but you just don't have a ton of other options. You know, you you got to stay healthy, and we've already seen one injury, you know, coming out of that game that's going to, I think, play a, a huge role for Auburn moving forward, the injury to Echo Leota. Um, you've already had one up front with Nick Brahms not playing. You lose Tate Johnson. You're on center number three. Um, you can't afford many more of those up front for this offensive line because there's just not a ton of depth. Jason, I want to touch on something you you just talked about there. Uh, you know, as announced today, it looks like Ekuliota is going to be out for the rest of this season for the Auburn Tigers on the defensive side of the ball. What do they have to do to fill that gap he's left there? Yeah, I, 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 honestly, there's not much you can do. Um, they just don't have many options. You, know, you look at it, and Marcus Bragg's the guy that can give you some things there. He's not Leota, but he, he's a he's a good guy that can can fill in, and, is, and he played pretty solid. But I, I think it, you're almost going to have to change the way you play defense a little bit um, because you're now down to, to, to obviously Derek Hall's there. You got Marcus Bragg, but Dylan Brooks has only played 18 or 19 snaps this year in five games, and. You know, you can't, you, you know, it's hard to go. Okay, now go play 40 against Georgia. It's, that's hard to do. My guess is you see more of a, maybe a traditional 3 4 look and, and have maybe Colby Wooden at, at an end position a little bit more, play a little bit more Jason Jones, a little bit more uh, Marquise Burks, and then have Derek Hall and maybe Bragg kind of mixing in a little bit together. I think you have to change a little bit of the defensive style you're playing just because of the numbers out there. And so uh, Colby Wooden can, maybe get a little bit more of a shot as, as more of a defensive end right now moving forward and he can handle that role but it just makes you a little bit thinner in the middle when you when you start having to move some of those guys out and play three down line and more Jason looking forward to this weekend it wasn't really talked about a lot with the you know schematic wise because it is Monday with Brian Harson today but I wanted to get your opinion two of the top four receivers for George coming in this weekend are the tight ends that they've got Bowers and Washington what does Auburn have to do to kind of carouse those guys because I know tight ends has kind of been a, a weak spot in the defense the last few years yeah it, it, it's hard because Brock Bowers he, he may be the most dangerous player in college football right now when you start talking about what he does um, you know, athletically, uh, he's such a mismatch. But then Darnell Washington's massive, you know, six seven. Um, it's hard because Auburn does not have a lot of those guys in the secondary. And, you know, Keontae Scott is a corner that plays nickel. Donovan Kaufman's a little bit bigger, but he's a guy that's probably five nine. Uh, it's hard to match up with those guys, and that's the reason why they're used. And so, uh, I honestly, the biggest thing for Auburn is you got to you got to make Georgia one dimensional. And you let them run the football, that's when the tight ends become really deadly. And so for Auburn, can you stop their running game? Georgia has not run it great this year. And and for Auburn, that's got to be job number one. you got to make Stetson Bennett throw it 35 or 40 times. Uh, you, you let them run the football, and, and, and you're up against the wall for sure. I'm talking with Jason Caldwell here on Sports Call. And, uh, Jason, here's a million-dollar question now. Uh, obviously, things aren't changing this week. Brian Harson's still going to be here at Auburn through the Georgia game. What are you hearing? What are your feelings on when, if this change is going to happen? Could it be after the Georgia game with a bye week? Uh, just what are your feelings on what may happen with this? Yeah, obviously you look at it, and, and I think, um, you know, the way they played Saturday, uh, there were some positives, and, and the team continues to battle. And uh, I think they go out there and compete, do those things. Then, uh, you know, I don't know that you'll see anything happen, but if you see this thing, you know, and we haven't seen it, but if you've seen it start to look like 2012, and I don't expect that from this, this group of guys, that's when you start to wonder, okay, 
could could stop the change. You could see a change. Obviously, we haven't seen that yet. Uh, and you know, this team's three and two, um, but now two big road games and a bye week coming up. Um, you know, we got to see what these we, these two weeks look like. And obviously, you look around the country and you know, Wisconsin makes a move. We've already seen some. Uh, it used to be a thought when man, I know never happened. Um, now you see it more and more as a possibility. And, and you know, nothing right now. But we'll have to see what these next two weeks hold. And so then my next question of that, I mean, all the chatter that's out there, you think that's just fan chatter and not something where there's actually wheels in motion? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think there's anything going on right now. I think if you're, you know, the the, the, the people that have to make this decision, President Roberts being one of them, then I think I think you look at it as um, you, you have to be prepared and understand that, you know, when you make that step, the next step is, is to start moving forward. I don't think it's happened yet, but I think it's always – you know, no matter what the situation is, other than probably, other than probably six or seven schools around the country, I think everybody's out there going, "Hey, man, if this thing goes sideways in a hurry, we better be prepared." And obviously, we saw Wisconsin the other day. Uh, something used to be uh, used to be off limits now is becoming more and more customary. Yeah. Team that went nine and four last year. Yeah, no, it did. And you go the the change in, hey, we're pretty good. To uh oh. Um, Man, this thing's this thing is is not trending in the right direction. Yeah, you, you pulling the plug becomes more and more of a priority for for people. Maybe now that it ever has, when, when as much money's involved with the competition that's involved, um, you start looking and going, man, a, a, a change and and or a couple of losses here or there. All of a sudden, you're looking up at people, and it makes a huge difference on the bottom line. Even spending money to buy out a guy. What impressed you most from Robbie Ashford on Saturday, Jason, and, and why or where can this guy continue to get better throughout the football season? I think, yeah, I think keeping his eyes down the field and not just taking off and running. He, you know, there were some plays to be made in the passing game by doing some of those things, and I thought that was impressive for a guy that hasn't played a ton of college football. So, I think that's where you continue to build with him. If you're Georgia, you do not, you know, Robbie Ashford's the last guy you want to see for you know playing as a quarterback because that guy is such a dangerous guy. He puts so much pressure on the defense and you know, we've seen we've seen that in the past. Uh, those guys can make a difference. I think back to, you know, Deshaun Watson against Alabama. So you can you can carry a team and make some plays against defenses because they don't like that. And so I think that's the thing for him. Just gotta protect the football and, and that's gonna be the hardest task against this Georgia defense going on the road for the first time ever. And Robbie Astro has never taken a snap on the road as quarterback in college. Um a lot better places to do that than Stanford Stadium. <laughs> no doubt about that. Jason, tell us about the Auburn Undercover Podcast. For us and yeah. our listeners, tell us about this show that you guys have. Yeah, absolutely. We do lots of different ones. We, we myself and Nathan King, do an immediate reaction podcast. Uh, usually late Saturday night or early Sunday morning following the games. We'll have another one usually on a Tuesday to kind of <clears throat> set up the week and then <clears throat> do a roundtable later in the week. Uh, myself and and Nathan, Mark Murphy, sometimes Philip Marshall joins us as we kind of break it down and give kind of a take from three or four different voices. So lots of different ways to check us out on the podcast there, do some video stuff as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for the time, Jason. We'll talk next Monday, okay? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.